Welcome to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 18 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Katie Evans, the owner of the clothing barn Marloop, has always been passionate about consignment clothing. After realizing she wanted to be her own boss and popping up at markets and events, Katie opened up the clothing barn. In this episode, she shares the challenges that come with being a retail store owner and an entrepreneur, why it's so important to ask for help, and why fast fashion isn't the way to go. Social media has been a huge tool for awareness and customer growth for her store, and she also shares her advice for other small businesses and owners who would like to take advantage of social media marketing and influencer marketing as well. Let's jump into it. Here is Katie Evans. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here today in the clothing bar with Katie Evans. Thanks for sitting down with me. No problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay, so for people who don't know you, what do you do and who are you? I'm Katie, um, and I own the clothing bar, which we are sitting in right now, That, like you said. Um, and the clothing bar is a women's consignment store here in Calgary. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so cute. It's my favorite place to shop. Consignment. <laughs> I didn't even shop consignment before this store opened. So. Yeah, I remember you saying that. You're like, I yeah, even I was so against it. <laughs> You're like, no, promise. It's okay. It's so fun. And I, and like, I find we focus on a lot of really affordable brands too. So, so many like first timers aren't intimidated by it because it's like, oh, this is like a Joe Fresh. I can afford this like $12 shirt or whatever, instead of like having really, really high end stuff. Totally. Well, like you'd normally buy that stuff anyway. So I could go to Aritzia and buy full price or I could buy the stuff that someone bought six months ago. Yeah, exactly. For like like more than half the price. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Let's go back a little bit. So what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, okay. So totally opposite of what I'm doing now. I wanted to be in law of some kind. So if I like had to choose something that I thought I was going to end up being, it would be like a judge or a lawyer or something like really crazy, but I ended up being a business owner instead. (laughs) So total opposites, but I always thought I would like become a lawyer or something. Yeah. Did you go to school? Like how far did you make it in school before you realized I wasn't? I didn't even go to law school. It was like, I just watch a lot of crime shows that I'm like, I should have done that. Like I should have like gone and got a, like went to law school or done something different and so no I never went to school <laughs> but I didn't go to school for business either so right I feel like it was just the direction that I ended up was owning a business right and did you want to just open a business or did you have fashion also in the back of your mind definitely fashion I think besides the lawyer side of my career path. <laughs> um, I think I knew I always wanted to own a business of some kind, but because my only like real working experience was in consignment or like retail, it just made sense because I had learned so much in the industry that I was like, okay, I know how to do this. I know how to start something in consignment. And then I just learned everything else along the way. Right. And so where did your love for consignment start? So you said you worked in it. When did you yeah. like start? As like a baby, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> my mom always took my sister and I shopping consignment, Valley Village, Goodwill. Like we we never shopped new ever. I got a lot of my sister's hand-me-downs too. So like it was fun to go through my sister's old stuff and be like, oh my God, I like this. I like this. 
even as like a little kid. So yeah, I feel like from day one, we were always like trained to shop consignment. Awesome. And where did the clothing bar idea come from? Like, can you tell us the journey of like starting and then opening? Um, how did it, like the name or the actual like business? Whole business. The whole business. And the name, really. <laughs> Both. Um, well, without going back like super, super far, I, maybe like two years before the actual storefront, I was laid off from like multiple jobs in the oil patch because I was like, I'm going to go work in the oil industry and like do that and get out of retail. As so, Calgarians do. <laughs> right? You think you can like make it work. And then I got laid off from three different jobs all within like two years. So I was like, okay, I'm just not like cut out to do this. So one day I was just like, I'm going to just start pop-ups with consignment, start with like my own closet and like my friend's clothes and stuff. So I would go to like Market Collective and do that whole thing. And then at the same time, I got laid off from the, the third job. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go like look for a retail space because I have nothing to lose. And then literally like a month later, I found this space and like moved in and opened like within a month. Wow. So it just happened like really fast and with no thought process behind it. It was kind of just like, okay, well I had a name picked out. We did the pop-ups and then it just, it just happened. So, wow. Yeah. So what are the biggest like challenges that you had right at the beginning? Cause if you did it without really thinking about it, I'm sure lots of things came up. Um, yes, there was definitely like money. Like where do I get the money for like a down, like a down payment on a lease and like, how do I fill the store? How do I put the racks up? Like it was definitely every little thing that you think could come up as an issue came up as an <laughs> issue. Um, and then to start, it was just me working. So like I worked six days a week to start and then quickly hired, started hiring people and then opened seven days a week. But it was definitely like, it was like, yeah, everything that kept possibly come up came up and but I just went through it like day by day and just tried to figure it out as I went right. <laughs> and did you have someone you could ask questions or using google or what was your process for like working through that google yeah searches um but I feel pretty fortunate my dad works for the bank so he could help me out a lot with like loans and stuff like that um and then I've just had like a really good support system from the start like my whole family has been involved in the business my boyfriend's been around since day one so everybody I feel like has offered such good advice right. so and what have you learned about yourself running your own business oh my god <laughs> so much I don't even know if I could list everything that I've learned since starting this because I don't even know like I don't know a single business owner who just knows what they're doing when they start. So I feel like I've learned more about myself in the last three years than my entire life. Um, if I had to pick one thing, <laughs> it would probably be that I'm a lot more patient than I thought I was because I had to become patient. So by, by like learning how to be patient, it's helped me a lot to get through like the hard, the hard stuff. If right. that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like none of us think we're patient until something like trying right. happens and then you really find out if you can handle it. Exactly. And then you're like, okay, I, if I like don't become patient really quick, 
this is all going to crumble, right? <laughs> You're going to work for yourself, yeah. by yourself forever. <laughs> exactly. Um, and can you tell us the process of bringing in the clothes? So if someone wants to donate clothes, like really what's the process for choosing what gets uh, put up? Yeah, so I tried to keep it really, really simple from the start. I know there's like a, like some consignment stores that you have to like steam everything, wash it, have it hung. Some places even charge you for like bringing stuff in. But I tried to make it really super easy for people. So you can literally just bring stuff in anytime we're open. And if you don't have an account, we can set one up for you. If you do, you can just drop it and go. Um, and then if there's anything that like I don't take, we donate to the Women in Need Society or people have the option to come back and pick it up. So that's dropping it off. And then the items that we keep from everybody, um, I price them, steam them, hang them, put them out on the floor, and then they get 40% of what the item sells for. So yeah, it's pretty it's a pretty seamless process. I feel like it's a good way to recycle your clothes and move your closet. Yeah. So. I even did that this morning. I was like, what should I bring when I go there? Like, get did rid you, of some... I didn't bring anything. Oh, you should But I thought about it. <laughs> you totally Every should've. time I come here, I'm like, hey, I haven't worn this shirt for like three years. Why is it still here? <laughs> bring get, it to Katie. <laughs> get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, and what do you tell people when you have to convince them that shopping consignment is the way to go, especially in today's like fast fashion overconsumption world. I like f- me three years ago when you yeah. had to tell me that it's going to be okay. <laughs> and that it's good for the environment and for your closet and your wallet. Um, that would be like the gist of it for me. But I know if I was to try to convince somebody now, the easiest way for me to like tell somebody about consignment is just that like, I find so many people hold on to their clothes for so long that if you can just get rid of something and then realize that you can make like a little bit of money off of it, it's just good for everybody. So including the environment because fast fashion is so, it's so saturated in the retail market and people don't look enough like in their own closets, like where did they get their stuff from? So I always like to tell people that consignment's like the the cheapest way to kind of avoid that fast fashion world without having to spend like tons and tons of money on like really ethical brands, which we love too. But, you know, I can't afford to spend lots of money on certain brands, even though I love what they stand for. So I always like to say like consignment's kind of like an in-between of not spending a lot of money, but also like recycling your clothes and buying stuff that's not going into the landfill. Right. I also find it's a good way, like, because everyone's like, oh, I need a dress for, like, one event that I'm going to wear one time. So yeah. it's much better to come here, find a dress, wear it once or twice, and then come back and, like, yeah. reconsign it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Without having to, like, waste that. Because we've all done that, where you buy a super expensive dress, wear it once, and then it just sits there for yeah. forever, which is such a waste of everything. Yeah. Space and time. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But I find it too, to add to that point of um, like what you, what I would like tell people is that something that I've learned since starting this was people will literally throw their clothing in the garbage. Like I've heard it from people where they're like, oh, I, I just threw that in the garbage the other day. And I'm like, do you even know where that goes? Like it goes into, it can't, like, it's just horrible how many things go in the trash. 
So I think even with us donating to the Women in Lead Society, it's like another step where it ends up in a good place. And if wins can't use the items, they turn it into like rags or like other things that fabric could be used for. So yeah, I just think things don't need to go to the landfill. <laughs> right. And people need to be aware of that and having something easy to do. Cause some, like sometimes you throw things out, you're like, I just need it gone. Like I just yeah. don't know what to do with this. So if people know there's like a viable option for exactly for things. And just because you think it's garbage because you wore it twice, it does not mean it's garbage. No, like, exactly. Someone else can wear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, and you host a retail therapy night, uh, which is one of the ways you give back to the community. So how important is finding a charity and having these community events for you? Yeah, retail therapy night is my favorite night of the year because... So this one coming up for 2019 will be our fourth annual already. And every year it just gets better and better. And each year we choose a different charity based on maybe like a connection we have with that charity for the year or um, like a friend might work there or there's lots of reasons, but we like to try to choose a different charity every year. Um, and then, yeah, it's really just about raising money, having fun, shopping. We do a fashion show at it every year with clothes from here. And then, um, yeah, photo booth and food, wine. It's like the all the best things like rolled into one event. So yeah, it's yeah. so fun. Um, and it sells out, so yeah. you actually have to get tickets before <laughs> you're like, I want to get them the night before, and then you're like, oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> People want to go, so. And it's just getting bigger every year, Yeah, so. no, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, And you've grown, obviously, you have a brick-and-mortar store, which is a way to get people here, but how has social media played a part in growing your business? Huge, huge, huge. I'm not so big on, like, Facebook or Twitter I think when people say social media, everyone just like thinks Instagram right now. Yeah, (laughs) it's automatic. Yes, I don't know really. I mean, Twitter's huge in like the celebrity world and stuff, and everybody has Facebook for family stuff. But Instagram is kind of the the biggest one, and I think if we hadn't have started Instagram when we did, we wouldn't be as successful on it because we like we've all just learned so much on how to market a business over Instagram. but I would never get rid of it. And I would recommend any business owner have it from like day one because it's so powerful. It's huge. Right. And what kind of strategy do you put behind? Obviously you've learned since you started Instagram, but what strategy do you use now to be able to get people here and sell the clothes? Um, I would say just post. Like now that we've kind of built our Instagram up, it's the most important to just start posting stuff so whether it's me or one of the staff that puts an outfit together and just take a picture of it because people are looking for the inventory that we have so I I find like literally we could post like let's say one day we don't post anything on Instagram it'll be like a super slow day and it could be like a Monday or something but then like the following Monday if we like post like crazy amounts of photos we'll have like the busiest like a busier day than a Saturday Right. So I just find like it's so easy to see when Instagram's like working. Working, yeah. Well, it also is good because when you walk in here, like I don't do well with like picking out an outfit, like going through the racks. And so when I see yeah. it on Instagram, I'm like, okay, I was like, can I just buy this whole outfit like as it is? And yeah. I feel like it's very helpful that way. And yeah. especially knowing that once it's on Instagram, like you said, like 
people ask for it to be put on hold. Like, it goes so quickly. So yeah. if you see something on Instagram, you have to come yeah. like, ASAP to get it. Or I find, too, like, people will screenshot our stories or screenshot, like, an outfit we put together. And then maybe they don't put that outfit on hold, but they'll come in, like, a few weeks later and be like, do you have anything else like this? Right. Could you style this outfit for me? Right. So it works that way, too, where it's not so direct sales but right it's just like inspiration because yeah people need help exactly <laughs> i need help with fashion <laughs> no i love your style you're wearing the cutest fried rice shirt yeah, right i'm wearing sweatpants <laughs> i love it that's fine <laughs> um and so speaking of social media and instagram so we collaborated like way back <laughs> in the beginning and you do collaborations on your instagram it says like let's collaborate so what have you learned from collaborating with like influencers or bloggers um how has that been a challenge and helped your business grow I would say it's been huge it's one of the things that I think people need to do more of um or you kind of know like there's certain people that collaborate more than others so you kind of avoid reaching out to certain people because you're like oh they never do that or they don't want to collaborate but I think people need to do it more, especially over Instagram, because there's no, it doesn't hurt to just repost other people's stuff. So with whoever's following one person, you know, it's just a, it's a collaboration. So you, you each get each other's followers. Um, what else was part of that question? Uh, <laughs> I got what have been like the pros and cons of it? So like, what have you learned from being on this side of the collaboration? Um... I would say working with, it doesn't, hasn't really mattered like what collaboration it is or who it's with. I just find that it's fun and you, you build like a community around collaborating with people and then you'll forever want to work with those people. So I think it's always a pro. I don't, well, if there was any con, I would just say to kind of have a relative connection with the person so obviously like when we did our collaboration you chose clothes from the store and like took pictures and it was great but maybe there you know we wouldn't collaborate with a man because we don't sell men's clothing um although I say that and we've collabed with like lots of men (laughs) so (laughs) maybe not so much a con but I'd say it's all all good right and if someone wants to like a blogger influencer instagram or whatever if they want to collaborate with you what do you kind of look for in messages because i don't know about you but i'm sure there's like more appealing messages than others if you could tell it's been like yeah copy and pasted totally you can tell for sure like if people just like multiple like send it to like multiple people um i would say the ones that stand out to me the most are people that send a direct email and they know that our brand fits their brand because we get lots of people that are like, let's collaborate. And they're from like, I don't even know, like Asia or something. Like we're not, we don't send clothes across the country because we just can't do that with our type of business. Um, But yeah, I would just say it's the people that know that our brand fits theirs and vice versa, because that way we would want to post each other's stuff more frequently. Right. Well, and because you are looking for people to, like, come to your store. So you need it to be those type of people that would come to the store as yeah. well. Like, their followers. And local, for sure. Yeah. Like, all Calgary. Right. 
Um, so starting a business for anyone can be daunting. I mean, you did it really quick. Usually people are like, well, I thought about it. And you're like, no. Like, so right. what advice would you give people who want to start a business? If they have a side project or a side hustle or just want to get into it. Um, build a support team around you. If you don't have one, find people that can help you because I feel like I was very fortunate to have such a close family and like everybody put in their two cents and like helped me from day one. But without that, I don't know if I would have done this. So I feel like anybody who's even considering it slightly has to take a hard look at like who they have around them that can support them right? and ask for help. Ask for lots of help. <laughs> yes. Um, and so you also do a lot of like side projects, like you run this business, but then you also do other things. So do you want to talk about the magazine that's sitting over there? Yeah. YYC, is it called YYC in style? Yeah. 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 So I, I just started that overnight as well. One <laughs> day. Like, I feel like when you own a business, you just get an idea and then that's it. Like there's no turning back even though there's lots of opportunities to turn back. Um, so YYC in style was really just an idea that I was like, we don't have enough style magazines in Calgary, like that are just on local stylists or like even just anything about style. So it was that. And then also I just wanted like another form of advertising in like a physical form. So not so much like web-based marketing. Um, so yeah, I just <laughs> woke up one day and started writing this out and wrote this magazine, got it printed. We did all the photo shoots for it with um, Sue Moody, like local photographer here, who's amazing. And then, yeah, and then once it was printed, everybody was like, when are you going to do another one? And I was like, well, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be like, it was a one-time thing, right. <laughs> but it was such a big hit that I was like, okay, I can't not do another one because it right. was so popular. So now I'm starting to work on volume two, which I have no idea what it's going to say <laughs> or, or be about, but I have some good ideas for it. Yeah, so. that's awesome. I feel like people are like, we do so much online and we do so much on social media that it's nice to have like a physical, tangible, like non-screen option. Yeah. You know, like magazines are like... Everyone loves magazines. We just, like, spend more time reading on the internet. So it's nice to have, like, an actual thing yeah, to read. Yeah, totally. I so agree. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you're working on that's exciting? Um, kind of, yes. Honestly, nothing, like, specific. Definitely the magazine, Retail Therapy Night. Um, but I think the biggest thing that's kind of changing is... The clothing bar is kind of trying to rebrand a little bit. So I'm working on a lot of like photo shoots, trying to do things a little differently than we have. So nothing like super crazy, but I have lots of ideas that are coming down the pipeline that you'll probably see on Instagram with like cool collaborations and like fun photo shoots and stuff. So right. Well, I saw the one you did with uh, the Marta Loop Brewery. Yeah. Was that a collaboration, like, kind of with the clothing bar, or was that just you in that the That was, I think, I think that was kind of just me. It was, like, <laughs> local laundries shoot. Right. And then um, they asked me to, like, be in it, but then, like, tagged the clothing bar and, like, vice versa, so right. it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Getting out of the community. <laughs> yeah. Drink some beer. Exactly. 
Um, and how do you manage a work-life balance if you have one? I don't have one. I started, so I had like a mental breakdown a couple weeks ago. I like, I'm sure most business owners do where I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why can't I get my life together and like just be a normal human? <laughs> um, so what I learned from that breakdown was that I need to like schedule things in just like any thing that I would schedule in for my business, like this meeting or anything. I've really just had to start being like, okay, I'm scheduling a day off. So like for this week, I'm going to take Thursday off or like I'm going to schedule my workouts in or like do these things. So it's going into my calendar and I feel like I'm accomplishing things even though like prior to this breakdown, I was like working seven days a week when I didn't have to. And it just takes a toll on people. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, but I don't know. Right. It's working or not. Yeah. Because I feel like you can just like work and work and work. And at the end of the day, you're like, well, what do I actually like do today? And it's never yeah. ending. So you really could just work and work and work until you die. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And people always say they're like, like my boyfriend, he's like, I could work 24 seven too, but it'll, it, it'll kill me basically. So I'm like, well, I own a business and you don't. So it's different, but it's really not. You have to still take the time and like, appreciate your time away from your business too so right and what do you do your time away from your business i just started working out at the new gym down the street it's called f45 and i've really been enjoying that spend a lot of time with my dogs walking hiking that kind of stuff that's really it yeah (laughs) just give your like brain a break (laughs) yeah really um and I mean you said you had the mental breakdown so this is kind of relevant but like what keeps you motivated to get up every day and come run your business um I think any business owner would just say like you can't really turn it off it's motivating enough that it's my my own like it's a it's something that like I know and live and breathe every day so even when I'm not at the store, I'm thinking about the store and I don't know if anybody who owns a business could turn it off. Like, I think they would all, like all of us just wake up thinking about it. So I would say on the hardest days where I feel like I'm going to like lose my mind, I just have to remind myself why I started. Like, why is this important to me? Why do I want this so bad? And it always comes back. Like, I always remember. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, Last question. What is a tool, a resource, or a book, or a podcast that you would recommend? Ooh. um, Well, now I started getting into your podcast, so I'm going (laughs) to be listening to those more. Um, I also love, love, love books. Anything to do with business. Uh, The most recent one that I just finished reading is called the e-myth i don't know if you've ever read it or heard it no but it is like such an inspiring book like it makes you just like want to run your business better so i would say reading podcasts are new to me so i'm still like trying to get into them um and then yeah like i said earlier just ask for help like if you have problems or 
something with your business, just reach out to people. People are more than willing to help you with whatever they can. Right. So yeah, I feel like people underestimate that. They're like, well, I can't like DM somebody. Like they probably don't want my message or I can't ask somebody because they're too busy. It's like, yeah, well, we all need help. We also like giving help. I feel like people, you know, like if someone asks you for something like, oh, like, let me share my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know how to fix that or like I can help you. You just have to be willing to accept that the help. Right. So yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing, giving your advice. Um, yeah, that was the end. Thanks for having me.